Sunday morning. We've moved locations a little bit to try to get away from the powerful air conditioner noise at my office. And we're going to see if this sounds a little better, if you're able to hear it a bit better. We certainly hope so. The question today came from one of our, uh, our members at our Safe Harbor Church. 97, 98% of our members are distant, and she's one of those, and, and a very, very wonderful lady. And she has a great series of questions, and they're all about why, where do we get this thing that we have to bow our head, close our eyes, fold our hands, or kneel, uh, or whatever, and then, or maybe stand. And, and why do we feel like we have to end every prayer with, in Jesus' name, amen, and others have to say, amen, and all of that other sort? Well, it is a great question. Let's go to history for first, uh, the first part of it. For most of human history, uh, you were nothing. You had zero human rights of anything, of any measure. The individual did not matter. Order in the society mattered. So there was no Bill of Rights. There was no Constitution. Uh, and there was no right of free speech or a right to arm yourself or, or any of those things that we often take for granted living as we do in the United States or more broadly speaking, uh, first world countries where anywhere you can vote and make a difference, all right? One of those areas. Most of history, you have been either a king or in his circle or not. And I'm gonna make up a number here and say 99.9% .9 were not. And you knew you weren't. So when a nobleman went by, you had to bow your head, you didn't look at them directly. Those of you that watched Downton Abbey a few years ago, you know, where you don't make a lot of eye contact and you try to be very dis, you know, and that was the good job back. That was, that was of that. They were household. They were uh, downstairs and therefore they belonged to the family. The common person on the street would always have to, you know, my Lord or my lady, and always, you know, snatch your hat off your head. And we talked about head coverings, by the way, in our last uh, Corinthians lesson that was posted when when was that that was on the the 21st I believe so you can go back and look at that then about hats and hair and covering but why do we bow our heads well because whenever you did get an audience with a king or one of his circles we're just going to say king now to keep this simpler when you approach there were absolute rules now those of you that um, have paid attention to um, the royal family of Breton, you know that if you're going to visit the queen, if she has called you in, that you'll be taken into a room and you'll be told, this is how you say, this is what you do not do, this is how you address, you know, you do not touch her, all of these rules. Well, you would be given all of those rules. So whenever you finally got into the presence of the king, you might have to immediately kneel and put your head down in a submissive move rather like a dog rolling over and showing its belly. Uh, you might have to stretch your arms completely out and, and just on the floor, face on the floor the entire time. Uh, they sometimes wouldn't, you'd have to tell your story you know, while you're there on the floor. Other times you'd have to stand bowed with your hands controlled, hands where we can see them. The king is here. You have any weapons or the like, you know, hands where you can see them where we all can see them. That all translated 
to addressing gods. Uh, we addressed gods the same way we addressed kings back then, because some of the kings thought they were gods. Um, and that's when you went to pagan temples, there were certain ways that you had to approach. Therefore, when a people talk to God, the real God, the one and only God, then they will, of course, be taking on the same trappings of posture that they have learned in how to approach great authority. And sometimes God would have to remind them, such as he'd tell Moses, take off your shoes because you're on holy ground. You don't track in the world into my holy ground. Um, we, we take our shoes off here. Uh, we've, we've looked at the studies and know that cuts bacteria and other pathogens in the family by about 70% if you just don't bring the shoes in. Um, but there are there are other ways in the scripture where people fell on their face and sometimes God told them, get up. But most of the time, no, it's appropriate. So should we fall on our face? Well, please remember Jesus happened and therefore we're adopted into the family of God. God is our father. Jesus is our brother. So read the book of Hebrews. Uh, Hebrews 4, if you're pressed for time, but don't be pressed for time. Read the book of Hebrews. It's a great book. Uh, and, and see that we're allowed to approach the throne of God boldly. We don't have to go through the king's circle. We don't have to pray through angels and saints to get to him. We can just go directly to our Father who art in heaven. Well, what, where, why do we still bow our head and close our eyes and fold our hands? Well, it is a matter of control. Um, it was to control children but also to control adults because in the, um, in the history of worship, people tend to go for a bit on the prayers and they'll go and they'll go. And, and I will confess to you something and I'm aware that this may make you think less of me, but there are only a few distances, you know, levels that I can go to before I lose interest in and prayer is kind of like four degrees of Kevin Bacon. Look it up. Um, if I'm praying for somebody says, we're, we're praying for my friend whose boss's sister's son was in an accident. I can hold on the best I can. But whenever it keeps spreading out that way, it's hard for me to keep in the prayer mindset. Now, some of you were born in a prayer mindset. Uh, you are, when you were pulled out of the doctor and they whacked your, your tushy to make you cry, you prayed for him. You were just amazing. Good. I need people like you to pray for people like me so that we can keep going forward. I'm more of a Deuteronomy 6 prayer. You know, I talk about God as I'm standing or sitting or going out or coming in. I'll do breath prayers uh, a dozen times or a hundred times a day. But it's more of a daily walking type of prayer. I pray with my eyes open almost all the time. The only time I don't is when I know I'm being seen, such as if I was praying on screen Sunday. And it's not hypocrisy because I'm telling you about it. I close my eyes then so that I don't upset anybody who's watching and doesn't understand that you don't have to close your eyes. And you might say, well, then just tell them. I don't want to have to tell them two times every service for the rest of my life and hope they were paying attention during that portion. So doesn't hurt anybody, I'll close my eyes. If I'm in a public place, no, I don't. And then 
uh, by the way, if you do, great. I'm, I'm proud of you. But th this all comes down to another point, though, which is pretty, pretty important. Your posture is not all that important, although it may help you during times of crisis. A, a rabbi was once asked by his, his followers, um, what is the best posture for prayer? Should we stand? Should we kneel? Should we bow? Should we? And, and he said, when I was a little boy, I fell head first down a well. I have done my best prayer standing on my head. I love that. I absolutely, and I get it. I bet you get it too. But what about the in Jesus name and the amen at the end? I will confess that I have a, a real issue with the way that people pray and they enunciate. They're very clear. Uh, now they, they don't use commas or pauses. Instead, they plug in father, which that's annoying. You know, father, we're here, father. Today, father, because father, we are, um, father, we're just, all you're doing there is using father as a pause or a comma. Try to get working on that. But the big one is this. At the end of a beautiful prayer, every word understood, they'll say, Jesus name, amen. Because their tribe, like my tribe, taught that you were to end a prayer with in Jesus' name. Now, we also said you could start the prayer that way, but we didn't very often because if people weren't paying attention when we did that at the first, they'd get upset with us and tell us at the end. So we usually just said it at the end. The Bible does say to pray in Jesus' name, but does that mean to say in Jesus' name at the end of the prayer? No. It means to pray by the authority of Jesus. So, in so doing, we are boldly approaching the throne of God, which is a wonderful, amazing thing, but we are also limiting the scope of our prayer to the concerns that Jesus would have. So if I'm saying, like the old country song, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz, it's going to be hard to pray for that one in Jesus' name. See? So it's pray about the things that Jesus has authorized us to be concerned about in this world. But you don't have to say a magic phrase in Jesus' name. But what about the word amen? It's a great word. Uh, throughout history, uh, versions of it have meant agreed. So say we all. And that's really all it means. Agreed. It, you know, it is set. We are all in accord. That's all the word means. So if somebody's praying and they say something which really touches somebody and they go, amen, they are just publicly acknowledging that that part of the prayer really resonates with them. Now, what if it really resonates with you, but you don't want to say amen? Don't. There are times that there have been long prayers that I, I agreed with about 70, 80 percent of them, but then they veered into politics or there was some weird doctrine coming out. I didn't say amen at the end. I didn't make a big deal out of it. I didn't go, <sighs> no, this is about Jesus, not about me. I can't make myself a spectacle. So no, this didn't say amen. God knows. He knows which parts of the prayer I resonated with, which ones I didn't. I don't have to go and do an autopsy later. Just talk to God. Now that said, this may sound like I'm standing on my head. There are times I go to uh, the Book of Common Prayer, which is primarily 
associated with the Anglicans and Episcopals. Uh, or I'll go, I have a Scottish book of prayer. And you can get them in the, in the old style English or the new style English. And the reason I go there is because I have something on my heart and I'm struggling for words. Or I want to reconnect with the long stream of faith that has come from the time of Jesus and even before until now. And so I'll say, that's why I'll say the Nicene Creed or I'll say the Apostles' Creed. I'll say the Lord's Prayer or I'll find one of these prayers that really helps me connect and, and tells, tells me and tells God, I stand in the river of faith that started all those years ago. I am part of your people. So it doesn't hurt to get those. All God's rules about prayer are pray in Jesus' name. Pray about things that God is concerned about. And then open your eyes, forgive others as you want to be forgiven, and go to work. And you can pray while you're working too. Just pay attention if you're around heavy machinery. So glad you're with us today. We are probably going to have to do a few question and answer series. That, and I don't want to take that away from Monday morning. So just be aware that's probably coming up. All right. Thank you. God bless.